There it is. Welcome back to What Did You Hear Me Say? All right, so first, y'all see the, the notepad and the pen, right? This is what I want y'all to do. I just want you to write. Don't share it. Don't share it with your partner, right? I just want you to write down. I just want you to write down one thing that you really want from your partner. But just do one, just do one thing, whether it's, it could be anything, attention, something that from the past, whatever, it could be anything. <laughs> this is pretty difficult. Anything. And look, don't. No, cruci if you all right, so you ain't gonna crucify him. So look, because it's all about it's all about the growth, the healthy growth and effectiveness of relationships. So it may be something that you feel you lacking. It may it might not even be something that you feel you lacking. You might just want more of it. Wait, think on it. If you don't have anything, think look at, look at Sinatra. She is me. <laughs> it's my thing. All right, cool. Yeah, it's something. Something might come up through the through the session. No, 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 not right now. Not gonna share it. Not gonna share it. And whatever that thing is, just ask yourself. You don't gotta answer this now. You ask yourself: Will it produce? Significant change or improvement to the quality of y'all relationship. There you go. Something from your partner you feel like it will improve y'all relationship. We're going to come back to it. So if something comes to you during the session, whatever, cool. Yeah. If your partner never changed, can you be? Can you be? What I put, can you be with the person they are today for the rest of your life? You ain't got to answer it. You ain't got to write that down. You ain't got <laughs> you know, That's just something, yeah, that's just something, to, that's just something to consider. We're not even going to be discussing this. Today's going to be a little awkward. But y'all do remember the, y'all remember this. Yeah. All right, so last time we was talking about the, Intentional and unintentional training of how we came up, the things we experienced, our trauma, whatever it may be, because it is why we see things the way we see things today. It's why we perceive, it's our perspective of life. Our experience has created our perspective of life today. So, what I want to hit on the intentional and unintentional training, we'll go this way so that y'all, y'all will get it. I don't want to put it, give it to y'all first and y'all wasn't here and then you not quite understand. So we'll go counterclockwise. But we're going to go over the intentional and the unintentional training from your partner. So I didn't put this up there. But before we go into that, before we go into that, we're going to hit that. But before we go into that, I had some pre, 
session topics that I wanted to hit. I wanted to get y'all opinion on. It has nothing to do with this. It may, it may, it may not, depending on what y'all say. But I do have some things that I, I want to hit before we go on there, right? The question you posed. You said you had another question, right? All right. Text it. Text it to Dara. She has it. The other question? All right, cool. But the, the question you posed before our last one was how to know. I don't want to mess it up. It was um, the relationship ain't perfect, but it's worth it. And we discussed it, right? And I was listening to, I was listening to the old episode. Well, not old, the, the most recent one. And Tamika had said something when she had spoke about her relationship with Ronald. And she was like, the relationship evolved into being worth it because of how much they went through, right? And I was just, and I was just thinking about it. I was like, that's a, that's a real testimony right there. Because if the relationship was always good, you know, it's easy to say that it's worth it. You ain't gone through nothing. But there's more sincerity when you have, like, gone through the ringer with a person and you still want to be here like you still love them you just you honor that commitment it's something deeper it's like something something spiritual with that and so I wanted to hit on that for you also and, and if anybody else want to say something alright cool and Nelly said something else and I, I want to um, I do want y'all to speak on this because I, I think I'm going to go a little bit deeper on this. She said it was hard to let Joaquin lead because of how she came up and everything. Do y'all find it difficult or challenging to let your spouse lead? Because what I'm going to talk about next, or to let your partner let, let your partner lead, your man, the one that's supposed to be your head, do you, do you trust him enough? Because what I'm going to talk about next I hope I'm going to explain it well enough for y'all to see where I'm coming from about how a, a man thinks versus how a woman thinks, especially when it comes to leadership and when it comes to marriage. But you want to start? Have you found it difficult to let a man lead your partner? When you... We come back to you. Yeah. All right. Oh, Okay. No, no, no. This is from the first question. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no. Not it's it's um and this is Sinatra, by the way. Um, yeah, it's Sinatra. Um, I was reading a devotional. Um, uh, it was four prayers every wife should pray, and um, where is it? One of these days. We're talking about um, appeal to God to lead your husband to be the loving head of your marriage and family. Um, and what uh, made me read it, first and foremost, was because I don't think I have a difficult time allowing him to lead. Um, if anything, I, I want him to do more. But I'm trying to find ways. I'm trying to find a proper way for him not to feel pressure, pressure behind my um, influence or suggestions or, you know, just like my push. Like, hey, you know, here's how I feel because 
my mom, I'm a, basically a PK kid. So everybody looks at me and think that I know the Bible front and back. Right. Sinatra does not know the Bible front and back. <laughs> Sinatra is still learning. I'm learning a lot. Like, if anything, I'm unlearning some, some things. So I feel like it could be a little in, intimidating. I felt like it wasn't the beginning of our, of our um, relationship and stuff, especially since we got married. And it's like I had to let him know, like, as far as leading spiritually, we both, we in this together, you know, but I also, I would like more out of him as far as spiritually to lead more. So um, the devotional has said, uh, oh, excuse me, I get windy, y'all. <laughs> okay, so it said, um, there are marriages where the husband may not feel worthy to lead or may not want to show, uh, shoulder more responsibility than then he already is facing at work or may be overwhelmed by problems and sins he is already dealing with. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, you know? That was, like, dead on as far as for us. But at the same time, I didn't want to spring that on him and make it feel like, all right, here's your excuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because to me, it was like, this is an excuse. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand where it's coming from. So now that gives me more patience, more grace for him as far as, and I've been, honestly, I feel like I've been very patient when it comes to um, his growth, you know? So that's how I feel about yeah. the leading part. You want to speak on it? Yeah, two, two and a half, right? Two and a half? Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm sorry. Where was... <laughs> was a question, right? Yeah. About you can just rebuttal, sir, because it was a question to the women, though. Oh, oh it was. Oh, okay. Nah, uh, oh, right. No, nah, I was I, like, say, because I'm not supposed to be leading. It's for the yeah. Yeah. Nah. Uh, this is Kim. What was the question? <laughs> oh no, no, sir. No, no, sir. <laughs> Baby, go. 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 I'm going to be on your neck while you go in the jungle. Come, what are we doing? What are we doing it together? Baby, lead. Lead, please. Go. Uh, this is Jelani. Um, I feel like I'm very strong-willed, but I wouldn't have a problem with Justin leading. But I think it goes to what Sinatra said about a woman, I mean a man not feeling worthy to, and I think I can pick up on that easily. So then that triggers my assertiveness to be like, okay, let me sweep in and do so. Um, you know, obviously Justin's, he's, I'm, I've been here with the growth for him and he's definitely doing better. Um, and I think it's just like a continuing to mature thing. I think when we got together, we were on like two different maturity levels because I was in a certain level of my healing journey. He was, I think I introduced him to that. And so through his healing journey, he's now learning how to do this leading thing. So not that I take full responsibility for your healing journey in starting that, but yeah. You have something to say? Oh no, I have nothing to say. So I'm, I'm going to ask the men, following that. This is Dara. Um, so I'm just speaking, you know, like as a single woman, obviously, um, that sometimes. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you right, girl. Uh, but no, <laughs> but no. As a single woman, I um I have had instances where it has been difficult because I think, and I think I told you this, AJ, and I told you know a lot of the people that listen to the podcast. Um, for me, it's a matter of the man not necessarily do like. It's not even necessarily him doing what he's supposed to do because sometimes, you know, they they haven't had that training. But just, like, the expectation is a lot higher for me. Um, so I say it's easier for me to have, like, male friends or, like, just friends in general. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if it's, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to somebody who's supposed to be leading me, my standards are just super high. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder sometimes, like, you know, like, is that the issue? Like, what, you know, what is going on? I don't feel like I'm supposed to, like, pull him down or anything like that. But it's a matter of, like, that being, like, you know, I, I've just been in relationships where there have been a lot of men. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, I, you can't even, you know, financially carry yourself, right? Like, you don't even steward your own money correctly, right? Like, I have money. What are you going to do when it's all one pot? So those are the things that I think about. Like, that's why it can be hard because it's like, I'm looking at you. You're a single man. Like, we are not married yet, right? But when I date, I date with intention. So if I'm looking at you right now and you don't know how to, you know, spend $5, I'm not about to be putting my stuff in this pot too. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I am. I don't think that's too high. Okay. I don't think it's too high, but I also. Hold up. But we're going to come to you. You next. You next. But my question for the man, and you can could, you could respond to that when you get it. My question to the man is, do you find it? What are the difficulties in it? Do you find it difficult to lead, or do you question yourself when it comes to leadership in your relationship? You didn't want to answer? <laughs> this is enough. <laughs> Just kidding. This is Kendall. Um, so... Yes, I do question myself a lot um, because there is no book for this. You know what I mean? So, like, whatever comes at me for life, and I have to remember that it's not just me that I'm living for at this point, that, you know, am I doing it the right way? And if I'm not doing it the right way, am I harming, am I causing detriment? Is it is it causing a... a catastrophe, like to build up to a catastrophe for my family. So, yes, I do question myself. What was the first one? The first question you asked? That was it. Okay. Do I find it difficult to lead my family? Um, I do. I, I mean, life is difficult, right? So, I, I, I do think it's difficult, but I kind of, with that, with that being in the forefront, I, I know that life is difficult. I can't really use that as a crutch, right? So now I have to find a way to maneuver around it to make sure that my family don't see that it's difficult for me. You know what I mean? So yeah. But back to you. You you said that. Damn. Uh, what did you say? You said. Yeah. So I don't think your standard is too high, but you also. I, I, if you find if you can't. If you find someone that you really, really like and they don't have me come to your standards all the way, are you willing to teach them how to manage their money? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to teach them how to be to your standard? Because it's 
slim pickings, right? So when you find somebody that you really like, how are you going to make it make an accommodation? Say, okay, cool. Like I like him because he has more that more of the the things that I need and the things that I that, that I want want in a man, but. He has like the the negatives out the positive outweighs the negative at that point. Now, can you make all those negatives come to positive? Yeah, but you just have to work on it. So I wouldn't say your standards are too high, but also be willing to work on it. Great. Uh, this is Vine. Uh, for me, I I used to question myself. I used to question myself, but this is before I even met Kim. Like, I used to question myself as being a leader. But being with Kim, like she, like she said, she doesn't mind stepping back. She wants to be in the background. But for me, I'm willing to step up to the plate and take on that challenge of being the head of my household. And the one thing that I that I found challenging was being able to submit to, um, if it came to her submitting to her when it came when it came need to. But I learned that I don't always have to be in the front. I can be in the background and still be a leader and not have to be in the front all the time where I have to make all the decisions. We can split the time where she can, we can, she can take lead. That's why I struggle that sometimes. But um, as far as questioning myself, like I said, in the beginning I did, but as time went on, I had to better than myself to learn that I'm a natural, I, I've always been a natural born leader. I've always wanted to be to my own drum at anything I did. So it was never hard for me to lead. Um, so when it came to being in the merge, it was it just came natural. It just came natural. And like any time where Kim would say, Man, do this, okay, cool, I'm with it. So I never have a problem with being in the forefront of being in that in that light where I have to be that man in the relationship. And I don't mind having to be if I have to step back and let her shine as well. So that's <clears throat> this is Justin, and I actually wrote some stuff down. Um, to what my compatriots said earlier, life is give and take. You know, um, you don't look directly at me, huh? <laughs> okay. Um, life is give and take, and in a relationship, you're two cups on the same table. And neither, and you're not always going to be the same level of. Uh, you're not always going to be full at the same amount of time. You're not always going to be both full. One's going to be less empty. It's, it's give and take. So, I think in terms of leading, that is also give and take between. It will has to be uh, give and take between the both of us. But. As a naturally introverted person, as somebody who's always been in the background, as opposed to you being in the, the foreground and her, she's a foreground person. She's always been the star of her own show. And I've always been like, oh, I'll be myself, or my friends are the stars, I'm in the back. So it can be difficult to, for me to find that moment to take the lead because I'm so used to just being in the background, being introverted. And being with her, you know, you have to take 
steps you wouldn't normally take. Being in a relationship with somebody, you're making decisions with and for them at the same time. Um, so I just have to, to learn when is the right moment to lead for us and when is the right moment to give her the spotlight so she feels like she's shining just as much as she was before she met me. Stink. Both of those are leading moments. Whether you, whether you are allowing her, <laughs> that didn't sound bad, did it? No, no, no. Oh, all right. Whether you're allowing her to be the face in the front, or whether you're the one taking it, both of them is leading. It's still a decision you're making because even when you allow her to be up there, you're still the foundation of this thing. Like she, she will still want to be able to turn to you for some kind of comfort or something, whenever things might be going wrong. Women need security. Correct me if I'm wrong. Security. Somebody say no if I'm wrong. So women need security. Um, real brief, real brief. I had this conversation with a guy, he's talking about dating, right? And he was calling people, basically calling people simps for paying for dates. He always talking about going 50-50 with women and everything. And so I told him, I said it, he disagreed, but this is why he'll always be single. I told him women, need security, whether they know it or not. And they're always looking for it. They have like this innate button in them that turns on when they get a sense of security from a man. And when you go on a date, I'm not saying do this for this reason. I, like, I, pay, I pay for my friends when we go out at times. We, we do this for each other. Like I, I tell them I open the door for women. I, I do these things because that's what I want done for my daughter. And plus the person I'm with, I want them to experience that type of love and everything. I want them to know that they're worth that. But I told him, when you pay for a woman's date, right, that gives them a sense of security. Like, what you're providing is a sense of provision. And it's, it's, it's not big. It's not saying you can fight. It's not saying you could buy them a house and this and that. But you're starting off giving them a sense of security. You go on a date with a woman and you like, look, you got to pay for yourself. What's going, what's going to go through your mind? Anybody say something. What's going to go through your mind if the man don't pay for your date? I mean, don't pay for yours. Last time, right? He broke. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Everything will go through your mind. So maybe he can't afford it. Uh, maybe he feel like I'm not putting out, so he don't want to pay. Whatever it is, it's nothing good. And so that's what I was trying to tell him. Women need a sense, a sense of security. And I guess I'll hit mine about my leadership. I have no doubts about my leadership. Do I question myself sometimes? Of course, every man should question himself. I think. I think. You're not an effective leader if you don't question yourself because questioning yourself forces you to try to grow. It forces you to like look at the error in your ways or where you may be lacking at. So every man should. If any man come in here and be like, nah, I'm, I'm a perfect leader. I guarantee you, because pride come before the fall, the next week he going down. <laughs> Mark my words. But I, I, want, I want to hit on this real quick before we even go into the gray space because it's about this leadership thing. I was talking to a friend of mine. I'll say their name. I'm pretty sure they won't mind. It's my right-hand man, AJ. It's like my best friend. I've known him for like 20-plus years. He, my, ne my best friend after Dara. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's married. They've been married for two years now, I think, coming up in May. Um, his wife, we had, a, we had a text conversation. And before they got married, you know, she was okay with having a child. She always wanted a kid. She was already okay with having a child without being married and this and that, right? And so... Men, we're going to go with the men first, we're going to lead this, because we're going to talk about marriage, like the most 
serious commitment. And AJ was telling her, no, you know, we not, that's not what we about to do. We're not about to have no kids before we get married. Now there's a reason why a man wouldn't propose to a woman. It's not saying that he won't never do it, but there are reasons why we say, no, I'm not ready. Whether it's an insecurity or whether it's, I'm not where I wanna be, we're always questioning, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. Nine times out of 10, we're always questioning, am I able to be everything that this woman needs? Because I'm gonna, our life is over. Our single life, like it's over. I'm committing to you for the, the long haul. This is what most men are thinking before they, before they propose, because we already know you're gonna say yes, we're not doing it. Especially if you done been with somebody for years, you ain't going nowhere. Women want that. So the thing was this, she was so sure and I'm, I'm gonna try to make sense when I say this. She was so sure that they're gonna work out forever. She was so sure, like, it was no difference between them being married than the state that they was already in. And I was trying to tell her, I said, you were not fully protected by AJ. He's right here while I'm telling her. I'm saying, you're not fully protected by, because when a man marries you, that's when he decided himself that he's gonna go all out for you, and then you're fully protected. He told you he did not want to have kids before marriage for a reason. And a lot of men fail because we do go out and do that, and then you'll see they're not in a, I said, you, you want to be married. It's not saying it's going to work out. Just because you got married and didn't have kids doesn't mean it's going to work out. There's nothing guaranteed about that. But you want to take the path of least resistance. You want to, do, you want to try to do the most things right. And she said, well, who says that's the right way to get married first? And this is what I'm trying to tell her about allowing AJ to leave, because you was so sure. You was like, we could have kids and we're still gonna work out. You were so sure you don't even realize that you and AJ wasn't on the same page. Mm -hmm. She thinks because they was living with each other, they was in the same house, you know, they done both of them finished school, doing this and doing that. She was ready to have kids, she was for sure. The long haul was, this is a forever thing. And it doesn't mean that it's not a forever thing, but if you are, when that, if that man has doubts about proposing to you, you are not fully secured by that man. I'm gonna pass it around. I want y'all to tell me if y'all agree or disagree with this. Fellas first. This is uh, Kendall. Um, yes, I agree. Um, I think <coughs> marriage. Marriage is a business commitment. And when I say business, I mean the total business, right? So that, that's financial, emotion, health, everything. It's a business commitment, right? So by him saying, I don't want, like you said, I don't want to have any kids before we, have, we get married, that's, that's like him solidifying, like, this is, I need to know that this is going to be our business and we that I'm going to lead this business and I need to know that you are going to be my COO. I'm the CEO. I, you, you need to be my, my right hand man. So with that, with that being solidified, I think, um, he, I think he made a great decision and I hope, I hope it works out for him. Um, like you said, it, it, making that jump in the broom is never like, it's not the, you're going to be good forever, but it's a it's a it's the right step in the right direction. So yes, I agree with that. Uh, this is Van. Um, I totally agree with that. Um, 
for me, I have a I have a child out of wedlock, so I know that it's not the right thing. Um, because it wasn't easy having co-parenting and things of that nature, but still not being together. But what I'm learning now is that once you get married, everything that you do is covered by God. And their covenant is not covered by God. If they're covered, but they're not covered by God. So if it's not covered by that, it's no telling where that relationship is going to go. It can, it can go left, it can go right. So by you getting, by you not having, by you, by you having kids while you're not married, yeah, that's, that's definitely not covered by the covenant of God. So it's just going to be unevenly yoked all, all the way around the board. Justin, you're not married yet, but I do want your perspective on, is this risky? Is this risky? Oh, but we do want your perspective from a single man. I'm a single man. I'm going to speak on mine also, but we do want your perspective on how would you know that you're ready to make that, that big step? If you don't, if you don't mind sharing, what goes through your mind in consideration for that? What goes through my mind when considering marriage is where we are mentally, where we are spiritually, where we are financially, if our goals and our plans align, because that is important, what we, where we see ourselves five years into marriage. I want to make sure, and I'm also going to speak on, on having kids as well, but I want to experience my life with my wife before children. And I see the way she is with her niece and nephew. I see the way she is with my little sister. And that informs me of just how great a mother she's going to be. So that also influences you know, my decision, like, how are you with kids? How are you with family? Are you a family-oriented person? Like, when you're looking for your partner, your forever partner, you're looking for somebody you didn't have growing up. You're looking for everything that you were missing, all the love you didn't have, all the attention and the affection you wanted in that person. And so... You're looking confused. Okay. Well, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for all that love and all those things that I feel like a husband should have, and I know that she would provide those things for me. So these are the things I'm considering when proposing. question. The question was this, and I'll let Tamika go first. What was the question? It was about whether, nah, was, do you find it difficult allowing your husband to lead? Because last week, well, last month, on the last one, Chanel was saying when they first got married, it was hard to allow Joaquin to lead her. But I know everybody's relationship has a different dynamic, and I know Joaquin's a very strong individual, and Chanel was raised by her mother to be a very, yeah, independent and this and that. And so everybody has a different dynamic of why it may have been hard to allow their partner to lead and everything, but I don't know if it's a woman thing. That's why I was just asking. But. 
I would say in oh, Tamika. <laughs> um, was it hard? Um, it was some adjustments because yes, I was one of the ones like, oh, I got way around for a man to do this, and I'll just do it. But um, some things I had to realize. Okay, let me sit back a little bit. Let me chill. Um, and then there was times where I wanted him to actually lead and step up and say, you make the choice sometime. Why well, I got to always be on me? So it was a little mix. <laughs> All right. And the question for the men was, do you find it difficult to lead or do you question yourself? What kind of obstacles do you battle within yourself when it comes to leading in your relationship? Ronald, um, the answer to that question is yes. I found it um, initially. Let me let me let me say initially. Initially, I found it found it difficult to lead, um, just because I knew who my wife was. You know what I'm saying? I knew some of the things that you know that she went through. I knew who she was as an individual, as an independent woman. You know, I, I've always it's always in. And has always been in my mind that I know that my wife is with me because she absolutely wants to be with me. You know what I'm saying? My wife does not need to be with me. You know, um, she chose, you know, to be with me because she's seen the qualities that she's seen in me. So a lot of times, even for me, um, I didn't know how to lead. So I knew she had that in the dynamic of our marriage, I knew she was stronger in that because I was more of a, okay, give me some instructions, let me take care of what it is that you need me to take care of. I'm gonna make sure it's taken care of because at an early age, that was heaped on to me. Hey, look, I need you to do, you know, my mom was like, yo, I got these other kids, but I need you to do X, Y, Z. Not necessarily lead them, but you know, I'm real good at following instructions. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a strong view. If you tell me, and then that way, I felt as though it saved me, it, it saved me from fucking up or saved me from doing something wrong or saved me from doing something that you might not particularly agree with. If, you, if you're leading and you say, hey, I need you to X, Y, Z, I'm going to do X, Y, Z versus me, you know, because my wife is more cultured than I am. You know what I'm saying? So... If I plan something and it's fucked up, I'm like, damn, you know, I was trying to do X, Y, Z, but, you know, I didn't meet the mark, you know, and, and then it could be, I know my wife, you know what I'm saying? If I do something or if I pick something or if I suggest something and she ain't feeling it, I can read her body language, you know what I'm saying? Her dimples don't look the same, right? So then I'm like, well, bae, hey, you know, I'm down to do whatever it is that you want to do. Because at the end of the day, now in the space that I'm in, my ultimate goal is just to constantly and consistently make her happy. You know what I'm saying? So if she say, hey, I need you to do X, Y, Z, I'm going to try my best to lead. You know what I'm saying? And I've learned a lot from, see, I've learned a lot from my wife. I've learned how to lead because of her. You know what I'm saying? When we got together, I was, I didn't realize how broken I was. I didn't realize how fucked up I was. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I needed her to show me how to lead. You know what I'm saying? I want to say something so bad, but I want to, I want to be obedient. I guess I say so when it's my turn. And what we were just, what we were just responding to, the men again, um, it was about marriage. 
about making that decision as a man. And I was, I was, without trying to say the whole thing over again, I was sharing that a woman isn't, she's not getting his full security until that man is ready to, you know, make her an honest woman, ready to marry her. Because I had a friend, just a brief story, she was fine with them never getting married. She was fine with them having kids and everything. But my man was saying, uh, nah, we not having no kids until we get married. And she thought that she was 100% secure in that relationship. And I was trying to tell her, you're never 100%. But one, you're probably never 100% secure anyway. But you're never going to get that man's all until he's ready to commit. Because that's what a man is considering when he gets down on one knee. He's saying, I'm going to mesh my life with this woman. We, we going to become one. Like, I'm dedicating my everything to her. And I was just passing it around, getting the guy's perspective, whether they agree or disagree on it. And the reason I'm saying this is for the women. It's not, it's not for us. I'm trying to get the women to understand the man's mind when it comes to leadership and for them to, I don't want them to have a false sense of, false sense of security or thinking it's something that it's not. Ronald. So um, for me, uh, I I told Tamika that I wanted to be with her, like probably about what our fourth our fourth phone conversation. Because um, I don't know if any of y'all know our backstory. Like man, Tamika grew up together, same neighborhood. We never dealt with each other romantically growing up. You know what I'm saying? But. We got reconnected during the period of my incarceration. I actually had just made parole and was getting ready to come home. And, you know, I was calling everybody, telling everybody the good news. And I just happened to call where Tamika was working at and got reconnected with her. And probably, like, about our fourth conversation, I was like, yo, like, I'm trying to be with you. You know what I'm saying? She was like, I don't do the jail thing. So that right there, I knew... Like when y'all was talking, when you made your point, I knew that she was nothing like I ever dealt with, right? And I needed that. No other woman that I know, not related to, or have, or have had a relationship with, has been Tamika. So when I got the opportunity, and again, I make no excuses about it, I knew I wanted to marry her. But I didn't know that I really wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? But I did know, and I felt it in my heart, that she was the only woman in this world for me, even though a lot of years my action didn't dictate that. My respect for her didn't reciprocate that. You know what I'm saying? But I knew that, you know, this is a woman that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. I, I already knew that. You know, I got down on my knee on my, my birthday. I'm supposed to be celebrating me. I proposed to... I proposed to Tamika on, on my birthday. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. well, Thanksgiving, it was my birthday. So, yeah, I, I, I knew, you know, like real quick. I, I, I went through my life. I've dealt with, you know, enough personalities um, to know that if I was going to be the person that I needed to be 100%, that I needed her. Not a woman like her, but I needed her. I get it. I'm pretty sure everybody else feel like that, right? For sure. For, sure. Um, for myself, I mean, I already said 
my perspective on it. I definitely, when it comes to marriage for me, it's definitely that. Like I'm giving my all. I already made my commitment that all of this, my whole well-being is given unto this woman. And um, you said something where you was like, you became, she taught you how to become a leader. And I wasn't even gonna ask this, but I do wanna, because I, I feel like this is all of our case. I see so many men with this. And I follow Eric Thomas, and he talks about it a lot also. And I, I because I used to be such a misogynist and chauvinist and everything, I never, I never used to say things like, a woman helps a man become a man, right? Never. But I will say this because I feel it. I feel it now, and I experienced it on a level where when you join with a woman, that one that, that you like, yeah, man, I love this girl, it makes you become a better man for her. You want to become a better man for her. Like, you, you'll do things that you wouldn't do for yourself. Like, you'll reach, a, you'll reach a certain level because you want to fight for her. You want to protect her. Like, it says, you know, die for your, your wife like Christ died for the church. And all of my men that I know are married wouldn't blink twice when they, you talk about dying for your wife. If it was any instance, they're going to be like, you get out of here. I got this. Stand in front of the bullet, whatever the situation may be. And so when it becomes, when you talk about becoming a leader and the doubt and everything, yeah, we have that doubt. But I know, man, we fight through it. Because like you said, you can't have your, your woman and your children, you know, seeing that doubt. And you damn sure don't want them to see you fail. And so I want, I want y'all to share how, because this is part of the in, intentional and unintentional training. I guess we're going to hit on it earlier. With, with your partner. You can. You can. I ain't even starting no timer. It might not even go to where we're going to go because, no, because I believe this is really going to help some people because it's, it's, it helps me. You know, it reaffirms me with things that, I, that I've been thinking also. But what is it? I guess I'll let the, the hold up. Do, did y'all want to respond to what your men said about? All right, here. We'll go with that first. Um, it's Sinatra. Um, I agree. Oh, I agree with. Huh? I'ma say it. I'ma say it. Um, <laughs> I agree with. I agree with everything that y'all said. Um, I mean, you were telling me that you know you weren't ready and everything. It was my choice to stick around or not, you know. But um, women, I for the most part, we're always ready before the man is. We will take them even when they are down and out, you know, because we see the potential in you guys and it'll just be like, oh, we'll take care of that later. We see things further than you guys do. So that's why it's no big deal to us to be like, oh, okay, we can take care of that later, you know? But um, we should respect, you know, his timing for when he wants to get married. And if you cannot, then you have every right to go ahead and leave. Go see if there's somebody else out there to go ahead and, you know, marry you if you want to. Um, that's kind of like how our story was a little bit. A little bit. I, um, <laughs> just a little bit. Because right before he proposed, I, I broke it off. I was like, all right, this is, this is it. Like, you don't want to be married. You don't want to take this next step. Well, then I'm just going to go ahead. There's somebody out here 
who will do so for me? And you might just find a girl that be right for you later on, you know? But I prayed about it. And my mom, uh, the way she explained it was, because it was so much more going on in that time. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that um, picture. Is like, um, is God and is a little girl standing in front of him? Standing in front of him. She has a little teddy bear, and he's holding a bigger teddy bear. And he's like, if you just trust me, you know, just trust me. I got you. You know. So, a lot of times, people, period. You know, they forget about God in it. You you can't do nothing without God. So. Um, yeah, and after marriage, that that respect level goes up. Mm-hmm. It goes up. So that's what I love. that was my comment. This is Kim. Um, I agree as well with the men said. Uh, for Van and I, he knew on the very first day he met me. The very first day, he said, "You're going to be my wife." And I was in denial. I was the one that was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I was. I was. I was not checking for Van at all. Van was not my type in no way, shape, or form. He was a very nice guy. Everything We met on social media. So we were just social media friends at that point. I went to Jamaica. He, you know, like how uh, Instagram be like your suggested friend from Facebook. And I was like, he don't smile in none of his pictures. Oh, my God. He's, like, so mean. Like, I'm so happy bubbly. Oh, my God. So I messaged him, and I was like, hey, question. Like, seriously, how you doing? Why aren't you smiling in any of your pictures? And that's what I said, right, babe? And he was like, I do smile. Here's a picture of me and my daughter at her graduation. And I was like, yay, a smirk. Okay. Okay. And so he was like, well, how are you? How was your trip to Jamaica? Da, da, da. So... He shot his shot on in that whole little text thread. And I was just like, I didn't even know he was checking on me, you know, checking for me and da-da-da-da. And he said that he's always liked me via social media. Like, we've never talked on social media. We were just social media friends. And, right. And he said, I just, need, I just didn't know what to say to you. And I was like, oh, I feel so flattered. Like, that's so cute. And we talked for, what, like a week? On the phone, every day, nonstop. Met him, and I was like, Lord, he's short. I was so mad. I was so mad, like, God, you being funny, aren't you? He's short. Like, I said I wanted my husband to be 6'5", like, ugh. And then he had, like, a bush. Like, I was like, what is this? Like, what is, like, Lord. Oh, like, I am not America's next top model, but, like, ah, I was so disappointed in seeing him, but I still was in denial. Look, I was still in denial. Sorry, I'm still in denial. And then later on, I had, like, two months later, I had emergency surgery, and I was like, Mom, call this number, just, you know, just let them know I'm okay just in case he's calling me and I don't answer. I don't want him to think I'm ignoring him or anything. She called him, and at the time, my husband didn't drive, y'all. He did not drive. He came to the hospital and sat beside my bed the whole entire time. I'm waking up because I have to use the bathroom, and I look over, and I told this story the other day. I said I didn't see him. I saw a light around him, and then I was just like, 
what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, I'm not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And right there, he, it was like, this your husband, this your husband, this your husband. And I was like, I got pee, Lord. We talk later. Like, and he helped me out of the bed. He was like, you need me to wipe you? Like, you ain't even see me. And you, you ready to wipe. Like, and from then, we've been like this. We've been like this. Like this. That's amazing. Yeah, and and Justin and I have a similar story where we met on social media as well. Um, but he was pursuing me for like mad years, like wow. yeah, like and I was out like I'm not from here, right? So I came out here once for Howard's homecoming. And I had my little Tinder, I had my soul swipe or whatever. You know, just flip it through and stuff like that. And I had my social medias and stuff. And I don't even know, I think he must have added me on like Snapchat or something, but I was dealing with other people. I was in college being a hot girl or whatever. Um, so, you know, wasn't really paying no mind. And it really wasn't until 2020. And that was like 2015 that I came out here. And for like five years, He's straight up saying to me on my Instagram, I'm going to marry you. What's your ring size? All of this. And so. Wow. Yeah. So we had like. What? What are you embarrassed? No. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's it's definitely. I love to see the way all of these things come together. Because then I always think like, you know, if I didn't go to Howard's homecoming, would we be together? But I feel like there's always a way for yeah. something that's destined to be yeah. to come together. Yeah. So right. it would have happened regardless. And, you know, we we went through those trials and tribulations. We was long distance for a while. You know, I'm all the way up in Boston. He's down here. And I was like, you know what, fuck this. Like, I'm moving down. Like, wow. you know, because it was like I wanted to cultivate that relationship more closely. And, you know, the rest is history. We here with it. This is a reference to men being you saying that they um Yeah, my first thought though. Although he said, oh, I want to marry you. He, some guys say that to be selfish because they don't want nobody else to get him, but not really ready. So that was when you first brought it up. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you know, that's what it was, and I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said that. So, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So you do got, you may have like possessive guys that ain't no good that do that. And then you got guys that see what they have, and hell no, we don't want nobody else to have it. And you're willing to do whatever needs to be done for you to be that guy to have it. So he, it's, it's still the same thing. He's willing to freaking step up, regardless of how long, how long it takes. He's willing to step up. He's willing to give his all. He's willing to make sure that all of his security could be all of your security. And so with this intentional and unintentional training through the partners, what I, I wanted to, I read, um, I read something that said like second marriages have a higher divorce rate than first marriages. 
third marriages have an even more higher, even higher divorce rate, and so on and so on. So like your fourth marriage, you're definitely failing. That's pretty much what it's saying, right? But, and, and I was just sitting here just thinking to myself, right? Especially when you spend so much time. I used to always ask, why you been together 30 years and you're going to divorce now? Like, what's the, what's the point of that? But when you're with somebody, especially for so long, like, you learn that person, especially when you're married. When you're married, you're becoming one. And so whether you hated the time with them or not, you're still, you still have this experience with them, and it's still cultivated the person that you are today. And so you, when you join with somebody else after that, it's like, I got to wash all of this off me. How, and you can't do that. This is just my logic. I'm not saying this is facts or what it is, but this is just what I'm coming up with. And I'm like, that's it's probably why second marriages fail more and third marriages even more. Because you're making yourself, you're trying to make yourself one with so many people, but you already had this, you were supposed to make it work there. Like, like that was it. And so what I'm getting at is with the intentional unintentional, I want to know like what is it that you what is it that you were intentional about teaching your partner? And what are some unintentional things that you picked up? Not just for your relationship. I do want to know what for your relationship, but what made you a better person for the world, for society? Because I could share some things about Dara and I's friendship that she Dara changed me into a whole different man. She could Tell you that from the time that I met, <laughs> from the time from the time that I met her, just because of she's a, a such a genuine person that just loves regardless. Like I told you, I was probably the most misogynistic person that you know that you that you ever met, and now I'm just like I just want to protect all women, love all women, give them give them let them have their rights and all that. <laughs> But yeah, but I do want to know what is it that you know you picked up that helped you become a better person from from your partner. You want to go? Or you want to? Um, and what are you intentional about to help your relationship? Well, uh, this is Dara, and I would say because regardless of how we look at it, what we want to add to the the soup. AJ and I are partners, um, and in just starting this podcast, I will say that I've learned so much about men that it has been like ridiculous. I was in a I was in a relationship. My last relationship ended in April, and I before before it ended, I literally prayed. I was in the shower. I remember, and I said, "God, just show me." More about men, like help me understand men. Uh, and I was like, I know what I'm praying, right? I don't know how you're going to show me, but I know what I'm praying. And I feel like this is where I start to unravel because I don't want I don't want to be like I, I'm one of those people where it's like break me down so I could be built up better because I don't want to be somebody who I'm standing firm and crooked. You know what I mean? But that's that's because I'm so prideful. Like, I just want to be crooked and just like wrong. My thing is, I want to know how I can be better for whomever you have for me, God. So show me the way. And I feel like AJ and I, having the, the podcast, he's been able to just open my eyes to the protection of a man. Like, the things that, like, like even just, like, understanding how men think. Like, I don't think that way. But it's, like, understanding, like, you, it's okay that you don't think like your man. Like, you're not supposed to. Right? Like, he's protecting you. You're not a protector. Like, I know that I'm not a protector. 
And it's not a lot of spaces where I don't feel safe, but I know that if I'm with AJ, I'm safe. Like I don't have, you know, anything to worry about. <laughs> You're so silly. But 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 that's the type of thing that I'm aware of now. So if I am with another man or if I am with somebody who makes me feel like, oh, I'm super vulnerable, like I'm unsafe or whatever the case, like he ain't it. You know what I mean? Like uh, I remember we were in Bible study once and Pastor Mo, he said uh, that people who study, who are like, who are supposed to understand counterfeit bills, they don't study fake bills. They study real bills. And so that's my thing. Like, this is a real dude, right? So it, I know that, like, I don't need to be around here, like, looking at all these, like, you know, random guys. My thing is, if you aren't a $100 bill, like, a real joint, I already know. You know what I'm saying? Like, easily. So that's my, my little two cents. All right. Um, so the question, is, the question is what the intentional – or unintentional have you brung to, that she brought to me? I want to know, were you intentional about with your partner? Yeah. To teach your partner, to help y'all become better relationships? Have y'all have a healthier relationship? And what have you unintentionally picked up? Like, what, how did you grow unintentionally? Like, what, what in y'all relationship made you become better individuals that just because y'all came together? Okay, go ahead. Um... So I'll start by saying that she has helped me grow in multiple ways. And I would say, like, the number one thing I would say is she, number one is God. Um, and it's not to say that my faith wasn't, my faith wasn't there before, but with her is like, it's stronger. Um, and it made me realize, like, you, you know, like, God is in every situation that we have been putting ourselves in. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the unintentional. Um, or maybe it could be intentional because you have your ways. Um, so um, and then intentionally um, be a better communicator. Um, and that's helped me in multiple ways and, and with her with my job, with my friends, is more about being a better communicator and saying what's on your mind and not kind of like holding it back. Because I, I used to hold a lot of stuff back before. Um, but now that I'm able to, you know, she just, she's just intentionally said, like, you need to be more communicative. Like, this is, this is going to help us grow together, and this is going to help she didn't know that it was going to help me grow outside, but it's going to help me grow outside of that, too. So that's what I did. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I, I was going to call myself out anyway when he said, um, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> I was going to call myself out anyway. Thank you. This is Sinatra. Um, when he said, I have my ways of being unintentional or intentional with his uh, growth spiritually. You said spiritually, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I, I do believe that. I was just thinking about that in the bathroom. But I, mm -hmm. but I feel like it goes back and forth um, because there's times that I don't think it through. I'll just be like, you know what? 
did you know or have you ever thought of, you know, because it's where I stand too. But then there's other times when I'm doing my deep reading, like my devotional and everything, and then I'm stuck and I'm like, well, how do I bring this to his attention without there being pressure behind it? So now I'm being intentional about it, but when I bring it to his attention, now I feel like, did I screw up a little bit? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Are you laughing at me or something? Yeah, bro. Cause I'm, am I, I'm right, right? Yeah. yeah, but I don't. <laughs> but at least I'm aware of it. Like I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm being more aware of it. Before I don't think I, I thought things through. I think I just did it. Now I'm, I'm more aware of it. So now, yeah, I'm like, all right, how do I work this? How do I manipulate this situation to help you out, help me out, help mm. us out? That, that's how I think about it. As far as him, um, I feel like um, Kendall unintentionally has taught me a lot of things he did not know that I didn't know. There are some things that I was very ignorant about. Um, I was born and raised in Philadelphia. He's born and raised in Maryland. Um, I feel like the education education system is way better in Maryland than it is in Philadelphia. So as an adult, I feel like, all right, it's your responsibility to learn more now. So I listen to him all the time, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's so smart. <laughs> he's so smart. But um, uh, And I'm not afraid to put myself out there, but, like, I just learned about refinancing a freaking car. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. And I told two of my uh, good girlfriends about it, and they were like, wait. Tell me more. And I'm like, I can, you know, because he taught me that. See, he didn't even know that he was in a teaching moment. So he unintentionally does those things. But um, intentionally, you know, he'll put me in my place to let me know, like, all right, you need to get it together with this and that. And I might not like it sometimes because me personally, I already had it in my mind. I'm. Yeah. I'm taking my time to get there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can irritate me to hear it. But at the same time, I'm being submissive in it. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Let me go ahead and let me do what you said, you know. But, yeah, that's my intentional and unintentional. Did I hear that? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to break it in real quick. Okay. It just came back. It came back to me, right? And I, so I know I figured God wanted me to say this. Because the question I had wrote down when you spoke earlier, and you just said something like, I don't want to pressure him. I don't want to pressure him. Um, it is the wife's job. I don't want to say the pressure, but to hold them accountable. Okay. And I'm going to say this because there's a, it, when you said it the first time, it made me think of this, and then you just said it again. I was like, when it get back around, I'm going to forget. But if it's God telling me this, I want to say it. There's a story in the Bible, right? You know, God, when he made covenant with Israel, he told them to circumcise their sons, like circumcise your son on the eighth day. Moses was so busy with everything else going on, he didn't circumcise his son. And we know who Moses is, right? So God was going to kill Moses. He sent the angel to kill Moses. And because Moses wasn't on his assignment, his wife did it. His wife stepped in because she knew God was going to hold him accountable. And that accountability was, I'm not going to have my husband no more. Because you don't know what's going to come out. You would think that's something so small. But in the eyes of God and for accountability for your relationship, he's like, somebody's going to do this. And so she cut him. She cut the kid. She cut her son, circumcised her son. Then she threw him at Moses, like, you bloody man. Basically scold him, but she's telling him, like, your, your, your ministry is your wife first, your family first. Everybody, pastor, whoever you is, I don't care who you are. 
your first ministry is your family. And then it's whatever else you call to, whatever kind of assignment you call to. But your wife is, and it's your job to hold that man accountable. Miles, Dr. Miles Monroe used to talk about it all the time. He was saying, men get mad at their wives nagging, but most of the time what it is is she's holding you accountable to what you said you was going to do or what it is that you're supposed to do. If you want to stop the nagging, do what you're supposed to do. And my bad, I just wanted, I just I wanted to share that. <laughs> it, it, it might not. <laughs> All right, this van. Um, so intentionally, the things that, for me, intentional, it's kind of like what Sinatra was saying. Like with me, I'm more the financier in the house. I'm the one that Kim will be like, All right, I want to go get this, 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 and this. I'm that person that be like, all right, look, we got to save this. We got to put this here. We got to do this. And she'll look at me like, okay. <laughs> so it's more that I'm intentionally trying to show a little more patience that we got to take steps to get to where we want to get to, the things that we want to get to. Um, and no problem at all. Like, she's very great with, 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 with learning. She's willing to sit back. Just like when you were saying about refinancing, I've been telling her for years, baby, you need to establish some credit. You need to establish some credit. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. No, I said I didn't want to get a credit card. Yes. We didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to do it. I so, but it was, and it was funny how it happened for me. <laughs> it was funny how it happened for me was like, it took for, for her to hear it from someone else. It did. It did. Who did I hear from? Everybody but me. No. Okay. I didn't get a credit card. You didn't get a credit card because of me. You did not get a credit card. You did not get a credit card because of me. But when it comes when it comes to finances, like I always tell her, I say, babe, you need to establish some credit. You need to be more. I uh, say so you're already good with money, but you need to establish that, that 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 line of credit so we can be able to do things for ourselves and not be able, and not always depending on others to do for us. Um, and which when she finally seen what I was trying to get at, now it's to a point where we 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 go back and forth about credit scores in the house. And we get excited when we see a point go up or this and that. She'll come to me, babe, my credit went up 10 points. Well, I'm like, mine went up five. And she's like, well, this, we should go celebrate. Like, it's, 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 the, it's those type of conversations that we have in the house. But it's, it's just those little things. And, like, now we're trying to get a house, and we're and we seeing how major it is to be in that, in that forefront. And we have a lot of people that's teaching us about finances, about clearing off debt and been in the right space to do those things and just stewarding your money the right way. Um, and we've been doing that. And the unintentional, unintentional, like with her, like she she does without even thinking. Like her faith with God just shows me like I needed to be more there than where she was. I needed to match her faith because the way she does things, like God had hit her, like we went to Waffle House just recently. God hit her with just, just, just uh, tip everybody in here. Tip all the waiters. And I'm just like, what's going on? Like, how did that, but just seeing like everything that's happening for her outside of that makes me look at it from a different standpoint to know that I had to put my faith like she has her faith in God. Because if I don't have my faith in God, I can't give her what she wants. So 
that intentionally, unintentionally was great. You went over Here my you time. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> this is Kim. <laughs> um, it's like, no. Um, I'm going to hit it with the, I listened to you about the credit. I just was being stubborn. Like, very, very stubborn. Because I'm, I'm really, like, I don't want to owe any man nothing but to love them. I really do not. And... I know with the credit card for me, I'm gonna be like, oh, I see them Jordans, let me go get it. I'm gonna pay it later. Da da da. Let me, oh, I see that. Let me go get that. I don't want to do that. But now that I see, because I've never was taught about finances, credit, I didn't know that meant anything. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, if you have money, you good. You know. But knowing that the credit score means something, okay, <laughs> to my husband. But he says. Uh, clearly, I know that now. And he did that. I say he did it intentionally and unintentionally. I, I really do say he did that. But what I think I did with him intentionally is show him a, a relationship with Christ. Even though it was me, that's my posture. When he met me, I was in like 50 ministries. And I told him, I ain't having sex. I go to church on Thursday. I go to Bible school on Wednesday. I'm in... Uh, I go to church on sun Sunday. I say I serve under the first lady. I did all this. Like when we first met, I was coming from dance practice from church. So like it was <laughs> that. And then we. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was not a singer. I'm on a choir now. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I just was, I was real heavy in church. Well, I'm still real heavy in church. That's all time for real. Yeah. But look how you ended it, though. I'm real heavy in church. I, I, like, <laughs> I'm really heavy in church. But I, I, um, to match what he said, he did say that. Like, we were at a drive through at McDonald's, nothing big. And a guy came and was like, can you help me with something to eat? And I was like, sure, what you want? And Van was like, wait, 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 wait. You don't know this guy? And I was like, I don't know. I don't have to know him. He's my brother, and he asked for something to eat. How you know he not lying? It's not my place. I'm just doing what God told me to do. My brother said he hungry. I'm going to get him some food. And I let him pick whatever he wanted on the menu. And Van was just looking at me like, I'm I'm like, can I get a Big Mac, no pickles, extra fries? Like, I'm, and I'm like, what you want? And, <laughs> you like, want? you know, and then ordered all of that. Okay. Yes. What did you unintentionally get from Van to help you become a better man? That. Um, unintentionally, his loyalty. Like, when I say this man is loyal, I mean loyal. Uh, you know, friends come and go. This, he, he has never left my side. I, I swear, never, never. Talk the bad about me, never, like, I was trying to do everything to sabotage us. Mm -hmm. And he's never, like, nah, nope, what, what? I was like, oh, my phone about to get cut off. Oh, I was like, I don't have the money to pay. Oh, how much is your phone bill? I said, oh, my mother and my dad on my plan, too. Like, I was trying to do everything. This man was like, what's your cash app? He sent me 150 <laughs> like, he sent me $150 for my phone to stay on. You know, like, unintentionally, he was just, very loyal, unintentionally. Right, that's good. That's it's good. my bill. Right. Before you go, um, Jelani's not used to it. Before you go, they wasn't here. What's up? 
One thing, one thing to make it. We're doing this for a reason. What's one thing you really want from your partner? From your partner, it could be you want more of something, you want less of something, maybe something, you, whatever it was. But you just write that one thing. And the next question is, will it produce significant change or improve the value? Will it will it produce significant change or improvement? Hold up, hold up. What's going on? What I miss? Oh, the one thing you want from your partner. Will it produce significant change or improvement to the quality of your relationship? One thing you want, just one thing from your partner. All right. We'll continue. Jelani people. All right. This is Jelani. Oh, under, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I think an unintentional thing that I've learned from Justin is taking me out of survivor mode. I think that for my entire life, I've been in that kind of mindset, just the way that I grew up. Um, and so being with him definitely has taught me that I don't, have, I don't have to always be like so hard body. And it's funny, because I was actually just having this conversation with one of my good friends earlier. And I was like, you know, there's times where I notice myself, well, I do it often actually, where I'll like snuggle my head up under his chin so he'll kiss my forehead and stuff. Um, and so those little small changes in myself is kind of pulling me from the Jelani that I used to be. Intentional, um, I think I've taught Justin intentionally a lot of things. Um, one of the big ones being like self-love and kind of being a mirror for himself to love himself more. Because I love myself wholeheartedly. And so I want to be with, and it took me a lot to get there obviously, but I want to be with someone who equally loves themselves wholeheartedly so they can bring their whole selves to the relationship. Um, and so that's something that I try to like lightly hammer <laughs> into him um, with that. You know, I can also relate to the finances thing um, because, you know, in our community, I don't feel like, you know, financial literacy is taught to us. It damn sure wasn't taught to me. I had to, I had to learn from my mother and say, yeah, I'm never going to be like you. <laughs> and so... Um, I feel like, you know, some people know that I just lost my job on Friday due to some BS, but no, absolutely. But I've, <laughs> I've had like the financial literacy. I could be okay until next year, to be honest. So it's like, I feel like, I'm just, <laughs> so I feel like that's something I try to teach him as well because I feel like financial freedom like when you have that burden of like oh my god this check I'm living a paycheck but when you have that lifted from your shoulders it like lifts a lot of stressors that a lot of people go through and so I feel like I try to instill that in him as well so he can get to that point where it's just like I feel comfortable 
where I don't have to always worry about money. So when we have children and we get together and we have a marriage, we go into Paris, we go into freaking Rome and whatever. We might not go to Europe, but we're we going to be doing things, you know, that makes us really happy. So, yeah. Okay. This is Justin. Um, I think intentionally I've imparted on Jelani to just live in the moment. Jelani is somebody who is constantly like on the go. She's a busybody. She can't not be doing something. Um, even when Jelani, uh, I think right now is is a perfect example of my my wisdom sinking in because with her, you know, losing her job, she's been very calm. She's not had the the mentality to just go out and could do Instacart or do DoorDash or, or anything. She's been in the house chilling. She hasn't been upset. She's just like been in the moment, recognizing it for what it is, analyzing it for what it is, but like knowing she will be okay. And I think, you know, that speaks to what she was saying about her constantly being in survivor mode for so long. She's always been somebody who's had to hustle, somebody who's had to make her her dollar stretch to get what she wanted. And so I think uh, unintentionally I've allowed her the ability to just slow down, live in the moment instead of focusing on 20 moments ahead. And unintentionally, I think Jelani has given me the space, uh, the conduit to, to really emote, to, to let out those negative pent-up emotions that I would normally just bury deep down, that I wouldn't express, that I would just let go. For example, we got into, there was an altercation between Jelani, somebody, and myself last year. And last year, that was like the first moment that I think I recognized that I was fighting for our relationship because I was ready to kill that person because they disrespected, you know, my love right here. And it took like five or six people that to help me back. And I still want to kill the son of a bitch. I really do. <laughs> but um, she, I fight for her because she's worth it. And I have these strong emotions because she's earned it. And so I think she's just imparted on me that I can feel those things. <laughs> it's uh, Ronald. Um, so I think that Tamika has um, unintentionally um, show me that, you know, it's okay for me to, um, it's okay for me to love, um, it's okay for me to love myself despite all of the things that I've been through in my life that probably should have or could have, like, forever damaged me, um, She's in, and it's the same 
is Tupac. She's intentionally shown me um, that, you know, a woman's love, right, the strength of a woman's love can heal you. The strength of a woman's love can actually um, be so strong enough that it will save you um, even from yourself. Um, I think that I have unintentionally, I think I, at some points, I unintentionally hardened her heart. I, I know everybody in here talking positive, but I wouldn't be me if I don't be, give y'all, like, how my feelings are. I think that I unintentionally hardened my, my, my wife's heart, um, with, you know, past transgressions, past behaviors, just um, from my actions not, you know, being what it is that she signed up for in our, um, in our relationship. Um, and I think I intentionally, because, you know, this part of me healing and part of my growth, I think I intentionally um, – pushed her away, like, oh, oh, I think I intentionally created distance between us because the unintentional training that I was given as far as merges go, I thought it was proper to have your cake and eat it too. Um, I would I say. First. <laughs> <laughs> uh, intentional. I guess um, my intentional, I guess, towards Ronald was to um, to help him see like family is first. Um. I always say you don't need to, I guess, help them to understand that um, the drinking wasn't always okay, that you don't have to, you can, you st as he see now, he's still the person that he can be that he didn't see. Um, and that's being funny, being the light of the room or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> um, let him know that it's more than just the block. It's other things outside of what we see. And just because you, as an example, live on that street doesn't mean you have to become that street. Um, so there were times, and I say it, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so that was intentional. Unintentional. Um, I learned that he, I mean, even taking our first trip, that he had never been or done certain things. Um, so I guess it was unintentional to show that he can travel. It's okay to be outside of your norm. Um, it's okay to express your love for God. Um, what else unintentional? To have structure, 
um, especially with the kids being involved, just because you're a dad or a mom, we know that we don't come, it don't come with a pamphlet. So unintentionally, we have been able to like try to stay on one accord, discipline and things like that with the girls, strategizing, especially with that 14-year-old and the nine-year-old. <laughs> 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 so I think all those were just like unintentional, but has worked. Do you wanna you wanna go? Yeah. All right. I'll say Dara and I are not together, but through our relationship, because I think Dara by far I've learned more from her than probably well not probably more from her than any other woman in my life, period, including my mother. Um, I would say with us, I believe I'm I intentionally try to get Dara to lead. Not because I feel like she should, but just because I feel like she shies away from it. But I know that she has a very dynamic mind. And when she, I believe when she does, it could be something super. I don't even know the word to use from it, but she's so organized and she and she said I'm very analytical. I believe I thought I consider her more analytical than me. But I know that when Dara does something, like she'll she's going to do it to completion, and it's going to be it'll be beautiful. So I think I I intentionally try to get her to, but it's not. I know that that's not who she is, and you, you don't want to try to make your weaknesses like the thing you're the most strong at. But you just don't want it to be something that'll hinder you, and so that's what I try to do with her. Unintentionally, I definitely learned to love unconditionally. So that's something between her, her and my mother. I've learned. Um, I, I'm a believer. I definitely did not look at everybody as like God's creation that deserves the same amount of love. And just watching it, just watching her, because to be honest. I do not see many men, many male Christians that walk like that, that treat everybody with the same amount of love because you believe that just because they're God's creation, they deserve it or they, they have that value. And just watching her do that, it made me like, dang, I really need to step it up. And my, a lot of my prayers have been, God, help me to not judge the flesh by the flesh, but the spirit by the spirit. So let me not, let me not look at somebody and treat them a certain way because of my perspectives and everything. But instead, let me treat them how I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to treat them. Let me treat them with that same exact love. Like I've known this person for 10 years. I've known this, only known this person for two weeks. Let me treat them with the same amount of love I'm going to treat this person with, with no bias. And so I've un unintentionally picked that. I ain't perfect at it, but it definitely brought it to my attention that, yeah, you need to step it up. This is Dara. Um, <laughs> I mean, your voice is very, yeah, distinct. Um, so intentionally, it's, I'm telling you what I've taught you or just what, however I want to spin it. Um, so intentionally, I just be trying to show AJ that, because AJ's very strong will, he's very, he's just very strong in all areas, just very, very strong. And I just wanted him to know that there, 
he told he actually told me about the duality of life, but I kind of always knew it, but just like putting a name on it. But I'm like, AJ, there's a soft side too, honey. Like you could, you know, indulge, please. You know what I mean? Like you need a little bit of that. Um, so just trying to like get 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 him to be a little mixy in that, and just understanding that like it doesn't mean that you're a woman because you're softer, because there is a level of 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 softness that a man has to carry. Not you know losing his guard or putting his guard down or anything like that, but the part where the children are involved, the part where, you know, he has to relate to even other men. Um, and I feel like there is an intimacy that has to be held in that soft space. Like, that's where the intimacy is. And I feel like that's where my brother man here was just kind of, like, missing it. He's like, you know, well, no. Like, no, I don't have time for that. Like, he's very, you know, boom, boom, boom. And so that's what uh, I, you know, I just wanted to kind of like bring that perspective to him, but not beating him over the head with it. Just kind of like introducing it, like, well, how's how can you look at that a different way? Like, I'm not looking at it, you know what I mean? But at least he'll think, you know, down the line. He's a thinker. That's what I really enjoy about AJ. He's a he'll be in his head, but it's not like I'm just thinking about my side of things. Like he'll literally consider something that I've said or something that we've conversed about or that he's heard. Everything matters, right? Like, everything matters. So that's what, um, you know, I've intentionally tried to get him to understand. Unintentionally, I think that what I've learned is what he just put out there is just that leadership aspect. I think that what happens is in my business, I'm a leader, but I'm like Van. Like, I don't have to stand in front. Like, I'm not, I don't have to, like, beat my chest and be like, yo, I'm the, you know, alpha and, you know, this is where I stand and boom, boom, boom. My thing is, operationally, though, is everybody okay, right? Like, does everybody know that, like, if something happens to you, I'm going to pick up where you left off? To me, that's leadership. But when I'm with him, I don't feel like I have to assert that because I don't mind him being the leader. And so even like as it pertained to us running the uh, what did you hear me say circles, we talked about me even leading. And then God was like, girl, like what's your, are you trying to prove something? And it's like, I know that I could, but I, I think that like we're, we have lanes, you know what I mean? And, and while he, I feel like there's leadership even in me just being in that lane. And I feel like that's what he's unintentionally like teaching me. Like, like I want you to step up, but it's like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, I feel like I'm just holding my own in my lane, so. And it's funny because she was supposed to, we agreed for her to do this one, right? <laughs> and then God was telling me, like, what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with the way it's going? You know who she is. Why are you trying to force her to be something else? And so it's crazy she say that. Um, dang, I had something else that I wanted to ask. But it's all cool. We're gonna change directions a little bit, right? I don't, I don't remember. I don't. I think I showed y'all this clip. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But I wanna, I wanna listen to this. It's probably like three minutes long and everything. And then I wanna ask a question. And this is for the men. The question is for the men to help us. But I know the women are gonna have the responses for it, and we just gonna have to humble ourselves and receive what we because. <laughs> nah, I'm serious though. I'm serious. And this probably is gonna trickle over to to the next one, for real, for real. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Did y'all notice, this is such a beautiful group of people right here, and I'm gonna say why. Because when we was talking about what you're intentionally uh, trying to teach your partner, it, 
it wasn't something to benefit self. Like you hear so many people like, I see people, women, I'm going to speak about women. They'll build, they's like, I built this man and he left and did this and such and such. And that makes it sound like you did everything for you. Like, where was the sincerity and just wanted to see him be a better person and everything? And when I was listening to all of y'all speak about what you intentionally, how you are intentional with your partner, it's for their betterment and it, it just it benefits their relationship also. But it, it just didn't sound like something that is so selfish. Like, you ain't saying you need to get your credit straight so that I could get me a BMW. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't nothing like that. And so I was like, I was listening to it. I was like, dang, man, that's dope, man. People, and a couple of y'all, what just happened with, even with me and Dodger said, what you was intentionally training, what you was being intentional about, they was unintentionally picking it up. And we never had this discussion like, look, I'm trying to, so I just felt like that was dope. But we're going to listen to this, and then I'm going to hit y'all with a question. When we get into arguments with our men, a lot of the times, it's because... That's what I need to work on. Right. It's because I'm, I'm feeling a thing that you don't understand, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't get to step over it because you don't understand it. It's a matter of you acknowledging mm -hmm. that I'm feeling something. Because your thing is, I want to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're not going to be able to solve it, but when you skip over the fact that I'm feeling the thing and you're just trying to solve the problem, yeah. that's when it becomes a problem for us. So now we're like, I'm feeling something, though. And you're like, but let's just solve this because you don't even yeah. have to feel that. It's like, but I do, though. So and so now we're arguing about two different it? things. Exactly. That's not what, no, it's not that. Because now you're that's trying to rush me through my this feelings. Is how men exactly. See it. Yeah. But do you understand how that's like it's almost like you're saying, like, get through that real quick so we can get to the the root of the problem. It's, it's not get through it, it's let's not dwell in it. But the thing is, you're not even giving me the space to go through my feelings because it makes you feel awkward. Because I, I get that though. Like y'all are protectors. So you don't want us to feel sad. So I'm talking to y'all ladies too. You don't want us as women to be hurting so y'all are automatically in protection mode so my only thing is and this is just you know something that I want to challenge men to do is try to see if you can just hold a space for her to then go through her whatever it is that she's going through then ask her hey do you want me to like provide any feedback or anything like that <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, I don't I, see that just sounds funny. Hey, yeah, yeah. You want me to provide some feedback? <laughs> right. I can't. I can't see myself saying that to my girl, but I, I get what you're but saying. But yeah, but not in those words, yeah. obviously. Like yeah. you, you know your woman. Yeah. But still allowing her, because because I think a lot of times we're not arguing about the fact that you're problem solving or that we are in our feelings. We're arguing about the fact that like you want me to be like you, and I want you to be like me. I Thank want you. you to feel. Thank you for saying you that. want me to solve. That it's was like, my issue with my last relationship. Okay, too. got it. Go ahead. Okay. Give us, give us some. That's that. I was like, do you? So, do you want me to be sad too? You want me to feel that too? Mm -hmm. My typical man is okay. yes. We do want you to not feel like this. We want this season or whatever the hell it is to be over with. Mm -hmm. We. It's not that we're just protectors. Yeah, we're that, but. You don't understand when you're feeling this way, we're the recipient of everything that's coming with that mm -hmm. because we're the closest thing to you. Mm -hmm. And so now you're looking at, I don't want you to look at me like I'm the enemy because I'm not allowing you to process. It's not that I'm not allowing you to process. It's that I'm not the process. 
and you coming to me with it. And so when you come to me with it, it's like you want me to solve it. And you may not want me to solve it, but this is that's how our minds work. That's what, yeah. Babe, this is happening. All right, bet, let's do this. And then when you come back with, recognize my feelings. You're not saying that, you're not saying those words, but that's actually what you're saying. Like, mm -hmm. I want you to recognize how I'm feeling, this and that. I do. Mm -hmm. That's why I want to solve it. That's why I want to get out of this. And I get what you're yeah. saying. I totally get what you're saying. I don't think that it comes off that way. So that's why I say it like the language too, mm -hmm. right? All right, so I know y'all will have something to say to that. But I don't want to, it's not the, we know we need to give y'all space to process. The question that I have for y'all is, and we, had, we discussed this, we didn't discuss it, but it was, we talked about the question is, how do we provide y'all that space to process when we're the issue? Does that make any sense? So if, if we're the issue, if it's something that we're doing, you're mad and you're discussing it with us, a lot of times it's just, it's just snappy. It goes back to the dragon thing, kind of. A lot of times if we're the issue, how do we provide that space for you to process this thing instead of like saying, all right, I'm going to fix it, do this. And you're like, no, I want to feel this. This is what's going on. And we're like, all right, I just don't want to do it no more. I'm going to stop. If, am I making any sense? And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> why this came back because the last time <laughs> sister girl over here said she my man was out all day like giving to the homeless <laughs> mentoring kids <laughs> he was mentoring kids you know doing all the godly things in the earth and came back late <laughs> doing God's work came back late and she got mad and hold on I wrote down your exact words <laughs> I wrote down the exact words because I was like, man, look, and God don't want me to find it. He's on your, he's on, oh, psych, I found it. It's, it's, it says, nah, nah, it's at the 26 minute mark in the last one. If you watch it, you can find it. She said, acknowledge my worry, acknowledge I was mad. And I don't know how he could explain how he might have responded to it. But my thing is, how do we hold that space? Like, this is something that your partner has to teach, has to teach you. It's, I'm pretty sure it's not, you know, a general answer for all women. But how can, how can he hold that space for you when he's, when he's your issue? What's <laughs> ready? What's ready? <laughs> Yo, stop. This is Sinatra. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I mean, it's it's facts. It's just all facts. Um, but the key thing is, every couple is different, you know. So, how our argument may go, it may not be the same for somebody else. So, for my my issue is, and we actually, you know, that's, I feel like that's something that we're actually working on. Um, my issue is. You see how we're all speaking to each other right now? That is what I desire. That is what, that is my goal to have a conversation like this. We're grown. I'm a big girl. You're a grown ass man. Why can't we just talk like this? It does not have to have 
It doesn't have, don't get me wrong. Yes, I could come with an attitude, but I know how to, I know how to fix it. I know how to acknowledge that I have an attitude mm -hmm. and put it behind me. Mm -hmm. I did it today. Aww. Did I not? It is. Okay. So that is my thing is that we establish an understanding right away so that we can get to solving it. That is the space that I need. I don't, I, I do care. I would love for him to, I would love for him to feel how, how I feel, but our brains don't work the same that way. Like our feelings are just not the same. So I've accepted that. But that space of I hear you and you're, you're, you're giving me a response matters. Because now I'm like, oh, okay, we just work this out like grown people, you know? Cool. This is an easygoing conversation. That is what I want. But he also um, he also uh, let me know not so long ago that you said I say things in what way? What? It was it, you said it's a way that I say it, and he was like, "You know what you're doing," and I'm oh. like, "No, I don't." <laughs> <laughs> like, but you manipulative as hell, bro. No, 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 no. Come down to the when it come down to like the argument, bro. You try to do you try to just make me sway to your side every time. Like what? That don't make sense. I, so I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way, but I respect it because that's how he feels. So it makes me reevaluate myself in in the midst of the argument or debate or disagreement or whatever. I'm making sure like am I am I doing this correctly? Is my tone okay? Was my delivery okay? So that way we can just get past it. I don't like being mad. This is my nigga. This is my best friend. Okay? So like when it's when we quiet, that's weird. That's, it's so weird. I can't take it. My heart can't take it. So I get the part of just wanting to get over it. But understand where I'm coming from too. Let's talk this out. Let's look at each other while we're talking. Let's just let the pride go. Let the extraness go. I'll let go of my attitude. You let go of your stuff too. Mm -hmm. exactly. I am. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Perfectly said, Sinatra. This is Kim. For Van and I, we don't argue. We are. We agree to disagree. I'm serious. Uh, the last argument that we did get into was two years ago when I felt like his daughter's mother <laughs> disrespected our relationship in a sense. And um, it was New Year's because I remember us celebrating our aunt and uncle's wedding anniversary. And um, like we go through each other's phones and everything. He has my passwords, I have his. And I just came up upon a text and it was like, uh, you know, happy birthday, baby daddy. No, he was like, um, you know, I just want to know, let you know I came from church and I prayed for you, you know, because they're having an issue with their daughter, uh, our daughter. We're we in a threesome for real. Anyway, but um, with our daughter. And so I'm trying to support him the best way I can. I can't take that emotional bond they have because they have a child together, but I want you to open up to me just as much as you open up to her as her mom. And he was like, you know, I pray for you or something like that or whatever. And she was like, oh, like, you're so sweet. Thank you, baby daddy. I love you. I appreciate you. And I was like, whoa. 
and attack. That's how I construed it and attack. That's in my head. Like, first of all, yes, he's your child's father, but let's respect the fact that he's married. You don't need to tell him you love him. You appreciating him is fine. Because I felt, I felt, and I had to bring it to your attention. I said, what if I contacted my ex, because he's a father, and be like, happy Father's Day. I love you. I pray for you. I'm thinking of you. I appreciate you. And he's like, he hurt my feelings because we have PTOS and cancerous cells. So we're like kind of hindered by having a baby right now, whatever. But we're just going through stuff. And he knows that getting pregnant is my heart's desire. And so his response was, were you the one that made him a father? I wanted to bash this man's head through the window. Like, how dare you? And I'm crying because that hurt. That stunk. And I felt like you did it to make me sting. I wanted you to just acknowledge. I don't feel as though she should have told you she loved you. It's fine that you prayed for her. It's fine that she appreciates you. But why does she have to say I love you in the whole? Appreciation means the love and all that, too. I felt like she just curried it on and when I told him he was very defensive that's not her she does she don't even look at me like that she's gay she's it, it don't matter I wanted you to validate my feelings in that moment in that moment we were very heated very very raining snowing and everything very heated I I just I was like we're done like we're done with this conversation went in the house he still wanted to talk. I get in the bed. He's like, oh, that's how we going to end it? Yes, because I need to calm down. Because the old me, I don't talk. I fight. And I, I don't fight. I'm not going to fight my husband. I'm not. I just want you to validate. It hurt me that you just let that slip under the rug. That, you, that she's so comfortable with saying, I love you. Like, that's... It, it didn't come to me as a friend or baby daddy. It didn't come to me as that. It came to me like, oh, yeah, I know you married, but remember this. It came to me like that, and I just wanted him to understand that's where we was coming from. That's where I was coming from. But once the space that you say, how can he allow the space for me to get over it or woo side or whatever, after he realized, like, hey, this really hurt her, and I put it in his perspective, like, hey, what if it was me saying that to someone else? How would you feel? This man was like, I wouldn't like it. Like, I, thank you. I don't like it. That's all I want you to say. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't say I love you back. You didn't even, you ignored the whole text. But it, it left a needle, like a, a needle hole for her to have that. Oh, we used to have this thing. Oh, they ain't had no baby yet. Yeah, she got the ring. That's how I was thinking. That's just how I was thinking. But we we don't go to sleep mad. We didn't go to sleep mad. I, I ended up getting up to talk to him. And we talked it through, and he understood. We apologized. We cast made up. <laughs> I tried to become his new baby mother that day. But anyway, that's how it happens. <laughs> He said that's every day. Say it again. That's every day. Okay, okay. I'm crying. Um, Jelani. um, And I think what Kim said about that validation part, I think that's, like, the key. Because I feel like men could think about things very logically. Mm -hmm. But 
not emotionally. Yeah. And so I think for me and Justin, right, like I know me, like I'm a hothead. So we had to set some like ground rules. If we get an argument, we don't argue much. And most of the time, if it is an argument, it's like something major because I'm not really the type. I don't like to argue. But when I do, I can get angry. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, And so, you know. Over the last few months, we've had to say, okay, if we get into something, you just go into the other room. I'm going to sit here, work through my emotions, figure out why I'm mad, figure out why this thing is a thing for me right now, and then we'll reconvene and talk it through. And so we've been trying to practice that, but I really feel like the key takeaway is just validation. Like, if it's something as minute as that, right? Like, Van didn't say nothing back to her, blah, blah, blah. But if you, in that moment, had to say, like, yeah, she shouldn't have did this, like, this was kind of baity, right, yeah. then the whole argument would have been yeah, done. It would have been done. And yeah. I feel like that's the, like, like I said, happened. you know, you guys think about things very logically, like, yeah. well, I didn't say nothing to her, right. so, right. but it's like, ah, but now you're invalidating my feelings yeah. because I feel like, you know, she, and men, like, y'all don't know how women think. Some women be crazy. Yes. Like, some women, not to say nothing about, like, yeah. your baby mother, not like that. But, like, some women be crazy. They be, like, spiteful. They be trying to do things to crawl under other women's skin. <laughs> Especially when there's, like, another woman involved. And I think because y'all don't really think like women, it's kind of hard for y'all to think emotionally like that. So I think just stepping back from the logic of things for a second and saying, like, let me hear her hear what she's saying, validate that, and boom. I, like, even if the, in the moment yeah. you don't agree, yeah. just validate yeah. it so yeah. you can yeah. get past yeah. it. You don't have to agree. Yeah. Validate. And then, you know, speak. and this isn't to say to brush your emotions under the rug and stuff like that, but, like, if she's about to spaz on you or whatever the case may be, validate it right there, boom. And then 30 minutes later, come back and be like, listen, this was my sentiments about yeah. it. And she'll be more calm at yeah. the moment. Yeah. So that's what I have to say. Yeah, you gotta re, re, re say the question for. for Sorry. Yeah, the question. Oh, no, you was asking what was give the space, my space. The space, right? How can he provide that space for you to process oh, yeah. and help y'all get through this thing when he's the issue? <laughs> oh. I mean, it goes back to the word recognition. Um, he, he's the issue, and I've had, uh, we've had that, <laughs> we've had that over and over and over, over and over and over. <laughs> so <laughs> this is very familiar. I mean, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Um, <coughs> Wow. I knew that question. <laughs> that, that, uh, to make a change, to finally recognize and make that change, make that adjustment. Don't keep saying, oh, brushing it off like, oh, oh yeah, I know I messed up this time. <laughs> um, but then they'll do something about it, take action. And so it took a minute to get there, but <laughs> so it's a recognition. 
I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, it's 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 nine thirty nine, so I'm about. It is, it is, but don't worry, it ain't over. I got something to say. And it's for my fellas, right? I'm about to explain what I just seen, right? Like she said, I'm a thing. I'm very observant. I'm about to explain exactly. What I seen, and then I'm gonna give y'all some wisdom. Not for me, because I'm not married. I know niggas be like, nigga, you ain't even got no girl. How you going? <laughs> my wisdom, they do, but my wisdom come from the word yep. and some experiences. I was watching Sinatra say what she said, right? He already knew what was coming. His whole body language was like, <laughs> Slouched all the way down in the chair, right? And then you even seen, hold up, because I got I to hit you too. But the whole body language slumped down. Not saying that this is what you're thinking, but what it's giving off is, oh, here we go again. I don't got to hear this again. And what, and what that is, what that's telling her is, you're still not receiving it. Now, with you, he said something, right? Right before he said what he said, I wrote this down. That's why I laughed. He was like, you know what you're doing, what you're saying, the way yeah. you be speaking, the way you say things, right? Yeah. These were your words. You said, I'm a big girl. You a grown-ass man. Do you hear that? Uh -huh. You ain't say, I'm a grown-ass woman. You a grown-ass man. You said, yeah. now, okay. the question was, how do we hold that space when he's the problem? So we know that he's the issue. Okay. The, the thing is, I know that I'm the issue, but your, your verbiage, your body language, your tone, it's expressing it even more in what you're saying to me. Like you saying, I'm a big girl, you a grown ass man. You know, you see that contrast? You know why? Because he said that. He said what? I'm a grown ass man? Okay, so listen to yourself. No, no, listen to yourself. Now he okay. he, he does, right? It's like you're throwing it back in his face by saying that. Okay. Just I'm just Just observe. I'm telling you how men think. Okay. Like you because it's it's uh it's sarcasm. Okay. You a grown ass man, right? Uh-huh. That's sarcasm. I'm just just to help you. Okay, but what about other? What does that mean? Hold, gotta take it, it humbly because it's, it's for both of y'all. Now, look, our favorite couple, right? The ones that ain't argue, the ones, the ones that ain't arguing two years. When she was saying what she was saying about his baby mother, Bam was like this. Okay, shaking his head. Again, with head down, shaking his head. Again, body language, what it's expressing is. That's not what it was. This ain't it. Now, when Jelani was speaking, when she was saying what she was, my man Justin was over there like, <laughs> all kind of facial expressions, hands up, everything like, what the hell? And mind you, when she was saying what she was saying, it was exactly what um, Kim was saying. So they both sharing the same exact feelings, right? When Tamika, they they've been in, they've been together the longest out of everybody, right? When Tamika was saying what she was saying, I gotta give it, to, I gotta give it to Ron, I gotta give it to. He already knew. He was like, I accept it, and he even was like, you know, I apologize. Yeah, it wasn't no denial in it. It wasn't no. It was just like, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I gotta apologize. Yeah, I, like I, I understand. Now, this is this is the thing. Yeah, yeah, man, this is. It's funny how that is because we see, because he expresses it, he, he shares it so much, how much he messed up. Yeah. 
Yet we're looking at him like, dang, man, I got to grow to be like that, like that level of acceptance and, of, and accountability, even if we may not have made the same mistakes he made. That's what's, and just as men, like, that's, it's humbling even for, for me to say that because, yeah, it's, it's humbling for me to say that because if you haven't, if you haven't done all these things, ran down the whole list of what men shouldn't do, a man would like, why would I listen to him when he has? Like, I'm... But for us to, to, humble, to humble yourself and say, like, man, I, gotta, I have to get to that level of accountability to myself, that's a powerful statement even for, for y'all relationship. But I'm going to read this, right? Because Jelani, I think Jelani said, and I had to learn this, had to humble myself and learn this. Jelani said probably one of the most profound things, right? And it does not make I'm going to just make this clear to my fellas. It does not make sense to us. Does not make sense to us at all. She said, you got to step back from the logic of things. Oh, my God. For a man, it makes absolutely zero sense. Makes absolutely zero sense. But here's the thing, right? She explained it so eloquently. Like, women deal in emotions. They deal in it is what it is. Now, stepping back from the logic of things, like we said, it just doesn't make sense because that's how our mind operates, right? And God knew this. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. This is what he told us. Right? It's a scripture. It's 1 Peter 3, 7. It says, husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding. Not logic. It says dwell with them with understanding, meaning that emotion that they're feeling. It's not saying feel that emotion, but it's, it's exactly what they're asking of us to give them Give them that that gray space. She told look. She told you. I get you. Go. You want to say something? I just say go God. Oh. <laughs> but but look. She told you what she needed, but your response was like, I'm not giving you that. You didn't say that verbally, but that's what she's receiving. Like I want to talk. I want to have these conversations, and you just like, I'm not giving you that. She's telling you. She's telling you like, tell her to stop that. I love you stuff. You a whole married man. You like. I ain't even entertained it. I ain't even respond to it. Your head, your head, you're shaking your head. What you shake your head is, it ain't, you ain't got nothing to worry about because I'm not even entertaining that. But she don't want to see that. So what she's saying is nip it in the butt with her because it's going to make her feel secure. Yeah. And, and so and, and God was saying, dwell. I'm going to tell you, let me finish the scripture. Let me finish the scripture. It says, husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife. As the weaker vessel, when you deal with logic, logic is a more structural, more sound uh, position than emotion. Because in emotion, you're liable to do anything. In logic, you're dealing with the facts of something. But he said, dwell with them with, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel. And it says, and being heirs together of the kingdom of life, of grace of life. And this, this is the kicker, that your prayers may not be hindered. That's the thing right there. And see, and that's where I feel like so many men miss it. Because especially when you're married and you become one, right? There's no, there's no Kim and Van. Like, no, 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 no. I'm about to get a little, I'm about to get it. No, no, it's not even that. I'm about to get a little misogynistic. It's Mr. and Mrs. Van, whatever his last name is. Yeah, it's Mr. When they marry, it's Mr. and Mrs. Van Thomas. Yeah. 
Y'all was second cousin. Say nah. <laughs> Say nah. Jokes. Just jokes. But, but God is telling you the stronger vessel. Deal with her in understanding. Understand her emotions. Meet her with what she's telling you. Or I'm not going to hear from you. And that's what creates more problems. If you like God is the head of this marriage, God is going to be how, how we're going to get through this thing. He's saying, all right, cool. Well, you better, you better hear her out. You better hear her out in her emotions. And you better make change. Or I'm not hearing nothing you, you asking me for. You saying God fix her. I'm telling you to listen to her. And so that's that we good, fellas. If, you, if y'all want, 3-7. <laughs> fellas, if y'all want... I ain't going to let y'all respond today because we out of time, but we can address uh, the next time we reconvene. We can address that. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, but I do want to, hey, hey, let's not, hey, look. The van speaks. <laughs> the next one. All right, so look, I want to come back to this before we, before we depart. If you didn't have anything before, do you have something now? No, no, no. You don't don't share it with me. Oh. Don't share it with it. Don't share. I don't need to know. This, this is for y'all personal relationship. Oh, yeah. Because this is what I this is what I want to do. I mean, you can share if you want to share. Matter of fact, yeah, let's let's share it. It shouldn't be long. Let's share it. The one thing you want from your partner, right? The one thing you want from your partner. And this is what I want y'all. This is what I want you. Oh, I don't know if I should ask you before or after. Because I want to put y'all in the trick bag. Just for the sake of your own relationships. If you want to share, share what is that one thing you want from your partner. Just that. You ain't got to elaborate or anything. Just share what is the one thing you want from your partner. This is Sinatra. Uh, it's funny because I actually just explained it from that space. What, what do we call it? The space or whatever? Right, right. Yeah. Um, to be more, I'm not too good with wording, but uh, to be more openly open-minded. Just try it, I don't know, <laughs> be more intentional with it, you know, to be more open-minded. Yeah, just to be more open-minded when we're, when we're talking. Uh, this is Kendall. Um, I said be more, like, career-driven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is Vian. Um, I actually... She gives me everything that I want. It's nothing in particular that I want her to do any different. <laughs> wow. Baby, but no, this is it. Like, I, I, it's nothing that I can really think of, pinpoint that she doesn't give me, that, that, I, that I ask for. She gives me everything that I want. You go get some caddy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Kim. <laughs> um, he knows this to lead more. To lead more. Uh, Jelani, mine is to be more grounded. Why? Right, you said don't elaborate. I'm handing off. The Just more PDA. This 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 Ronald. Um, the one thing that I really want from my partner is to 
allow me to share a total thought. The first thing I thought of was, I guess, leadership. But it's not even really leadership. It's, I don't know if it's a one-word thing. <laughs> um, how could I? Be a doer, meaning like the small stuff at home. <laughs> like, you know the light out. Like, go get a light. Like, this simple stuff. <laughs> I don't know what the kind of... <laughs> <laughs> it has one word, but, but be more clear-minded around the house. See, there is certain stuff, like, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what, what it is, proactive. Yeah. There you go. All right, so, this is the beautiful thing, right? So, uh, do we still want to do the first Friday, or do we want to do, like, four weeks from now? Yeah, for next month. So should we do Good Friday? Friday's good. Every Friday's good. But I guess that's a gooder Friday. Oh, no, that's good because it's too many Fridays in this month anyway, so we could do April 7th. All right, so that's tentatively, tentatively, April 7th is going to be the next date. Hold up. Hold up, hold up. What's cool? You won't be here? Huge order. That's what y'all y'all want to do it the Friday, the Friday it will be March thirty first and then we we'll have the whole April off. All right, so what about April fourteenth? April fourteenth works for y'all. All right, so we're gonna tentatively set the date for April fourteenth. All right, now this is what I want y'all to do. You should already know what I'm about to say. That's 714. Today, yeah. 21, It's beautiful. It's 35 days from now, a little over a month. What we want to do is the one thing that you asked of your partner, do that every single day until the next time we meet. Every, every single day. Make an attempt. House gonna be clean as hell. Yeah. Nah, for real. Every No, nah, look, hold up. Let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you love your partners? To death. So you should you should want to do this. Right? Because this is I, I I'm saying I'm saying this because this is this is we this is what we want to see, right? Because we I don't think we consider this like just trying to make a consistent change just to see how it benefits the relationship. But what she said, especially like, I just want to talk every day. Give her a little, be like, look, we're going to do this for three minutes every day. Just, just see, you got 35 days to do this, 34 days to do this. That one thing that they ask, that's why I ain't, I ain't go through no list. I said, just one thing and see if you can put some effort to this one thing every single day and let's see where our relationship stands. April 14th. That's like, your ass will get married sooner or later. <laughs> 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 oh, no, no, no. Hey, I'm, I'm, I want it. You're going to be prepared, though. Why do you think we're doing this? Why do you think we're doing this? You want to go with Miss Kim? I just want to say, what if your spouse didn't give you an ass? Yeah, that's it. See, now he's probably wishing he did. But he's good. If he's good where he's at, then cool. Well, he just said, keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, if he's good where he's at, then cool. I'm doing 
But now, but now, look, keep yeah. your keep your paper. I'm I'm pretty sure y'all not gonna forget. Matter of fact, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Let's let's. We already got it. We already got it on record. So I could bring this back up next time. What was said, but let's yeah, let's just put that effort to it every single day, and let's just see how it affects the relationship. Like I'm pretty sure. I'm almost 100% confident, like, it'll help build a healthier relationship and build a tighter bond because you're giving them, like, they didn't, nobody said, like, I wish he rubbed my feet every day, even though that would be something tight. But nobody said nothing material or anything. I wish he would buy me something every day. It was, like, genuine things that would really help build, like, a closer bond. So let's just do that every day. Every at least at least commit yourself once a day to doing something. Every single day, commit yourself to what that person asked. It's better. It's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. All right, y'all. That is what did you hear me say? Grace Space Part Two, and we'll be back on April 14th.